0: What's up, nerds? Nanman here, and we're back with a new season of Nanman's Nerd Corner. Now, things are going to be a little bit different this season. We're going to be sprinkling in a few interview podcast episodes in addition to our regular just kind of nerdy stuff that we've been doing, Magic the Gathering, all that kind of fun stuff here. Now we're doing our kind of uh, adventuring along as we Uh, start talking about all the stuff that's been going on uh, this year. This one's going to be a little bit heavier on esports related topics, which is a little bit different from what we have been doing as of late since there has been more of the kind of Magic the Gathering talks and other nerdy talks. But again, our main focus is just all things nerdy since this is my own little nerdy corner of the internet. And I'm going to do my best to try to speak into the microphone and not just sit there and constantly turn my head away because you know we're trying to do this phone recording for this episode so the audio might be a little weird um i don't know and if it is then we'll figure it out uh so here's how things are going it is 2023 and it's almost like the esports bubble is starting to pop uh not as big of a pop or explosion as some people might expect. It might just be we're starting to see the first ripplings of things. Um now for those that do not know uh my involvement in esports uh mainly at this point in time is from a spectator point of view. Uh previously I was a commentator for StarCraft 2, working a lot of online and small local uh, events or lands, um, as well as kind of, you know, a few different sprinklings of things. Uh, I'm currently working with ESChamp on some StarCraft uh, videos on their YouTube channel. So if you guys want to check out some kind of more in-depth related to real-time strategy stuff, you guys can check that over. Um, on ES champs stuff which I'll probably start posting up some links I do on Twitter when new stuff comes out so you can see that stuff but for the most part I'm I'm more of a behind the scenes video essay documentary style esports aficionado at this point and not as uh, and involved in the commentary or player base as I was uh, back in that 2011 to 2015 era. I did a little bit of casting in 2018, but regardless, I'm more of a spectator now, and so the stuff that I'm seeing is kind of where my radar is, at least within the esports scene. I'm seeing things like organizations closing, um, like The Guard, for one, who is a big shock to a lot of people by Uh, mainly the facts that it's backed by, you know, billion dollar people. And I'm just out of nowhere as they are competing in stuff like the Valorant championships, the VCT, their team was currently doing very, very well. Uh, and I want the, um, in the challenger aspect of it, they were sitting two Oh and, and well on their way to, um, kind of, Progressing into kind of the next stage of the new Valorant tournament system, uh, they closed their door. All of the players, all of the content creators, everybody involved in it lost their job. Uh, there was people that had moved to Los Angeles, and two, le- two weeks later after they moved, boom, they're out of a job. So th- this was not a known thing for the rest of the organization, It was kind of one of those uh, blindside for a lot of people uh, in the scene. So, you know, big organizations are are running into that. Um, Kind of along those lines, you know, the joke has been running around, uh, especially as Disguised Toast has created his own Valorant team to compete in the VCT. Uh, His whole thing is, how do esports organizations make money? Because he's finding out that it's just sort of a money sink right now and not really not really working out. Uh, and he's already said that, you know, we're going to have the team up and running for, I think he said, two years guaranteed uh, and, and hope for the best. You know, give the players a chance to actually uh, make progress together and see if they can do something with their Valorant team. That's the Valorant side of things, um, which is interesting, you know. Organizations are closing things. You know things aren't working out as well as people expected because it is hard to make money. You can get merch, you can do these different things like that, but actually making money in it, sponsorship deals. But if you're not getting big sponsorship stuff, if you're not getting a lot of merch uh, sold, then where else is your revenue coming from? So it makes it makes it hard for people to create orgs and existing orgs to continue to exist as they are operating at a loss most of the time. Other esports stuff that I've noticed, there are production companies like Beyond the Summit who just announced that. After 11 or so years of operating, they've run many different tournaments uh, for many different games, right? Originally starting out in Dota, they've done stuff for Smash, they've done uh, different stuff for Rocket League, TFT, they've uh, done a bunch of different games, as well as working with content creators on events. So, uh, speaking of Valorant side of things, the... Ludwig and Tarek Invitational event that they ran uh, was set up and helped run at the um, Beyond the Summit studio that they've got. And, you know, people were like, wow, this is so good. It's the home story style uh, tournament aspect where it's much more casual. People are just hanging out on a sofa. This is awesome. Something that if you're familiar with StarCraft, and the RTS side of things and the Home Story Cup, you have seen before. You know how great it is. And now the rest of the world is starting to see that from the Valorant. Um, but, yeah, so they've done different stuff with different content creators. And now, now things are, are done. They have said we cannot continue the way that things are projected and the way things are looking. It's not feasible. It sounds like everybody knew that this was going to be happening going into the year or at least for a little bit while it wasn't a blind side like it was with the guard closing. The people there are, are no longer able to um, work in, in this capacity anymore. Now, I guess the owners was tweeting out and stuff and saying, Hey, I can vouch for anyone on the team. Anyone that has done stuff, if you want production work done. These guys are awesome. If you need people, I'll happily give recommendations, you know, please pick somebody up. They're, they're great. Um, so that is cool. I mean, they did have done great job, at least with, with the stuff that I've watched, um, from back in their Dota days to even like their stuff nowadays. Uh, so, you know, that's another aspect of it is like, production companies that have worked on stuff within esports for 11 years are, are now closing their doors. Um, the other aspect is, I have to go back to the StarCraft aspect, we got the announcement, Blizzard, which we kind of anticipated, um, Blizzard is no longer supporting the prize pool for any esports tournament related to StarCraft 2. That means that previously for the last couple of years, uh, when they had partnered up with ESL and IEM and doing their events as well as partnering up with GSL to help fund some of the prize pool that is now done and over with it. am Intel Extreme Masters, right? The ESL side of things, uh, they have agreed to continue supporting Starcraft 2. They said, you know what? We are going to do it. We are not giving up on the scene yet. It's gonna, it's gonna continue even after Blizzard has pulled their support and they have kind of laid out how they're going to do that. They have combined a couple of regions together where previously uh, stuff like the North American region was separate from the South American region. All right. or the Latin American region, as they refer to it, which includes Mexico as well as South America. Uh, so now it's all just the American region, So, which I know some players uh, within the Latin American are going to maybe have a little bit of a harder time with that because some of the North American players that are actively playing or even part-time playing are very good. Players like Neeb, who is now a full-time student, of course, is running into that, uh, you know, challenge. He's still a very good player and not somebody that you might want to be fighting against if you're also a part-time player. So, uh, as well as players like Astrea, Scarlet, all right? There's, there's some very, very good players still within the region, as well as kind of some players that are a little bit below that level that are also putting up really good results that you're going to start seeing a lot more in 2023 and this new circuit. Uh, but of course there's great, uh, Latin American players, right? Major is one of those big ones that come to mind. Uh, but so that region has been combined. Uh, the other big change with our Starcraft stuff is that, um, the Chinese, Chinese scene, um, has been combined into kind of it's it's no longer separate. It's now in uh, the kind of Asian scene, which also includes uh, the Australian scene as well, kind of added in that just kind of this big catch-all for basically Korea, Europe, Americas, Asia is is how they're kind of lumping everything together in this sort of region-spaced-out area. Um, so a little bit of changes there, but very exciting with, you know... Uh, our newest world champion, Oliviera, for StarCraft Two from China, going to be able to compete a little bit more. Very excited to see that, that whole whole bunch of stuff about Oliviera coming out with the S-Champ. So make sure you guys are checking out all that cool stuff. Uh, but so restructuring of that, the other big thing is GSL is changing. Uh, they are reducing the amount of players that can play by locking out the amount of spots that are available and shrinking the tournament down. Also top four players are the only ones that guaranteed lock in, get to play next season. Everybody else has to qualify. Um, prize pool has been reduced significantly. Uh, the beginning rounds are played online. It's not until I want to say the semifinals and the finals that are played offline. So everything before then is going to be online. So a big shift. Now, we would assume Tasteless is doing coverage for that. Artosis, of course, is in uh, Canada, so I don't believe he'll be doing any of the offline events unless he's just flying directly there for that. But that's uh, very, 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 very unlikely that that would happen with the uh, amount of prize pool and everything that they're doing. And, th- and switching to this online portion to reduce the cost that they have to cover for their events, uh, ASL is still going to be running, and that's going to be coming back. But again, prize pools have been reduced for for all events, so things are 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 changing within that scene as well. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen in 2023 with the rest of of the world, the rest of the esports. How are, how are things going to work? Are we going to start seeing more organizations close? Are there going to be more? events that are gonna start crumbling and disappearing over the next couple of years. I mean, it's sad to say, but maybe this shrinking down will help some. I don't know. It's I I never like seeing this sort of shrinking. We saw this, you know, years ago as well, when StarCraft II was really, really big and things started to kind of collapse down and, and restructure and then it just sort of okay, we found our our strength within this small, smaller bubble now, and this this works. So maybe this just big growth that we've been seeing is now reached its limits, and now we're going to shrink down a little bit and find that equilibrium again. But I don't know. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Are there any esports or, or rumblings or things that you're hearing, you're seeing out there that's got you interested and in, and in wants to come in the future? Um, no, very very cool stuff. But before we leave we got those questions the you know what are you watching what are you you, you reading all that kind of fun and exciting stuff of, of going on uh like pretty much everybody else around the world uh or at least around the internet that i follow the last of us on hbo is up so i am uh sucked into that i have not played the games so i do not have that prior knowledge going into it i have talked to people that have played the games and they are raving about how well the adaptation is and how consistent it is with the games and not just changing things to change things but the changes that they have made have been amazing so very happy with with that, Last of Us is great. Um, We're getting ready to kick it up into a new season of Mandalorian, new season of Survivor, because I am a Survivor nerd as well. So a lot of cool uh, shows that are about to be starting that I'm uh, really enjoying. Uh, When it comes to kind of stuff that I'm reading right now, um, I am still on my kind of weekly kick uh, with the manga of going through One Piece one Punch Man, um, Solo Leveling, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, and The Breaker. I can't remember. So there are, for those that don't know the Korean manga for The Breaker, it's, it's one of those uh, martial arts ones, but this is the third iteration of it. Continuing the story, but under slightly different names for The Breaker. And I can't remember what's the specific name is for this, uh, iteration of it. It's still the breaker, but there's like other names that go behind it. So I'll I'll look it up and let you guys know if you actually want to know, you can message me and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, but those are the main things that I'm watching and reading at the moment. Uh, but in tabletop and other nerdy news, we have gotten sucked back into, um, doing some stuff with Warhammer. So there is that uh excitement so we will be doing some episodes related to warhammer and tabletop gaming so be prepared for for all of that fun stuff as well as a lot more magic stuff because of course we are going to be spending some time talking about uh, magic gathering because there is a lot of uh magic content and stuff that's coming up and releases and stuff that we are going to go into but thanks so much for tuning in listening if you guys enjoyed the content, make sure you're hitting those likes, the subscribes, all that good stuff. Of course, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you can find the podcast. It's over at Naaman's Nerd Corner.